Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. I will continue to preach about being led by the Holy Spirit again. We preach about, I think, six sermons in the camp, and I still have quite a few to go. It's a big lesson. It's a big subject that I cannot teach only in one sermon to have understandings. In Romans chapter 8, verse 14, Romans chapter 8, verse 14, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. Everyone say, led by the Spirit. In Romans chapter 8, verses 15 to 16, the Bible continues to say, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the Spirit, capital S, means the Spirit of God, of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit, that we are children of God. So today we'll continue to learn how to be led by the Spirit of God. We read a while ago about the Holy Spirit bears witness. Let me review a little bit. The word witness is the person who saw something, heard something, read something, and knows about that subject. Everyone say knows. God said that he wants us to be a witness for him. We know about God. We have experience. I have a personal experience with God. If you want to bring one million elephants to pull me away from being a believer, being a Christian right now, I say it's too late. I have personal experience with God myself for the last 37 years. And it's too late to tell me God is not real any longer. And I can be a witness. And at the same time, the Bible says, the Holy Spirit bear witness with our spirit. Everyone say witness. So we can be witness. We know. And the Holy Spirit knows. And when we know something in our heart, our job is to listen to the witness of the Holy Spirit. He will tell us that, yes, I agree, or no, I don't agree. I don't confirm. We have thoughts going on in our heart all the time, and the Holy Spirit will bear witness with us, yes or no. Go there, don't go there. And this kind of experience of being led by God, should be real to every believer. That's my prayer as a pastor, that you all can have the personal, daily, night and day experience of being led by the Spirit of God. As believers, I'm so thankful. We have the advantage. We have the advantage that in every decision in our life, in every move we're going to do, we can be led by the Almighty God, the Spirit of God who lives on the inside of us, who knows everything, who can lead us to the right place at the right time 
and do the right things, say the right things. Therefore, we should commune with him, fellowship with him, listen to him. As believers, because we can be led by the Spirit, we don't do things by just routine or by just tradition or by pressure of man. Don't let anybody pressure you, okay? But you check with your spirit. And your spirit, check with the Holy Spirit, the person on the inside of you, the Holy Spirit, who knows things more than you. You don't know everything. You don't know the future. But the Holy Spirit knows things that you don't know. He even knows what you like more than you yourself. He knows what is best for your life. What kind of house is best for you? What kind of car? Who is the best person that you should marry to? You should listen to him and let him lead you. And there's so many times this, uh, that we don't know things and we kind of confuse, but we can come to the Holy Spirit and ask him to lead us to the right place at the right time, at the right season, and meet the right people. Because God loves us so much, He wants us to give us life. He wants us to have life and success and prosperity. So He will not lead us to death or lead us to failure, but He will lead us to the success, to the prosperity, and to the life. So we should always listen to the witness of the Holy Spirit. We should not be hard-headed, stubborn, but we should listen to Him. We should have an openness of our, our heart and humble ourselves to listen to the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 9, verse 1, the Bible says, I tell the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience, everyone say conscience. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Spirit. What is the conscience? The Apostle Paul talks about my conscience and the Holy Spirit together. Conscience and the Holy Spirit. My conscience bearing witness. A while ago we read Romans chapter 8. The Holy Spirit bear witness with our spirit. Now Paul say, my conscience bear witness in the Holy Spirit. So work together. My spirit and the Holy Spirit bear witness to one another. I want to say this. The word conscience mean like this. The word conscience mean the voice of your spirit. The voice of your spirit. Or the expression of your spirit. The word conscience, to make it very simple, it means the knowing of my spirit. Or we can say another word. You're going to hear this word again and again in the sermon today. My spiritual sense. Everyone say knowing. Spiritual sense. The voice of my spirit. Sometimes people say like this, I feel like I need to go to that house. Actually, that is not the physical feeling, but it's a spiritual sense to do something. When Pastor Da bought gift for people, she walked in the shopping mall. She has that spiritual sense. She knows what to buy for people. And every time people open the box of gift, wow, how do you know that I need this? And she has that spiritual sense or conscience or knowing on the inside of her. Amen. Everyone say again, I know. I have spiritual sense. 
Romans chapter 2 let me read this scripture a, a few times from different version Romans chapter 2 13 to 15 for not the hearers of the law are just in the sight of God but the doers of the law will be justified or will be righteous for when Gentiles Gentiles mean those who are not Jews who do not have the law by nature do the things in the law this although not having the law are a law to themselves who show the work of the law written in their hearts anytime the Bible talks about hearts you need to understand it doesn't mean the physical heart pump here pumping heart here but it means your inner being your inner man the spirit on the inside of you their conscience or their voice of the spirit or knowing also bearing witness again bearing witness and between themselves their thoughts accusing or else excusing them let me read from NIV a little bit difficult to understand but I will explain to you in a minute here since they show in verse 15 since they show that their requirements of the law are written on their hearts their conscience also bearing witness and their thoughts now accusing now even defending them in the NLT New Living Translation they demonstrate that the law of God is written in their heart for their own conscience and thoughts either accuse them or tell them they are doing right in our heart there are thoughts going on all the time is that right? we have thoughts in our heart all the time and as a believers as a Christian we have the Holy Spirit inside us if I compare this building to our house our life this building is like my body and I am the spirit on the inside of me I am the spirit in my house I am the spirit Pastor Da could you please come up here okay I did not plan this with her so she didn't so if I compare that she is the Holy Spirit staying inside my house or my body I am my spirit she is the Holy Spirit okay and the thoughts going on in my spirit and she is standing with me in my house and she look at me when she doesn't agree what how do you do you don't agree <laughs> how about when you agree okay <laughs> thank you <laughs> so the same thing the Holy Spirit on inside of you you have some thoughts going on and the Holy Spirit say, yes, go for it. No, I don't agree. I don't confirm. So this is the how Christian should pray. When we pray, we should hook up to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will lead us to pray according to the will of the Father. If you want your prayer to be answered, you need to hook up to the Holy Spirit and you will tell you yes pray like that definitely we have the Bible as a guideline how to pray we need to pray according to the word of God but at the same time the Holy Spirit will guide us to pray a lot of Christians never hook up to the Holy Spirit when they pray they just pray their own thinking their own thoughts their own plan and they pray all night but they don't get the answer 
A lot of times, Christian we call practice witchcraft. You know witchcraft mean? Witchcraft mean using supernatural power to control somebody. So you practice witchcraft by praying to God in the name of Jesus. God, make that person give money to me. God, make that person loan money to me. That is witchcraft. You want something and you ask God to do something for you to make you happy. That is not the prayer of the Christian. We should hook up to the Holy Spirit and let the Holy Spirit tell us what we need to pray. The reason we need to hook up to the Holy Spirit and let Him tell us what to pray because we don't know many things in life. We may not even know what is the right thing to pray. So we should listen to Him what to pray. This is the way of my prayer. I always listen to the Holy Spirit inside my spirit and ask Him to lead me to pray. In Romans chapter 8, verse 26, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Our weakness means, I don't know what to pray. I don't know what is going on. What should I ask the Father in heaven to help me or to help people? We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. We don't know What's going on? We are human beings. We have limited understanding. We don't know the future. What is the right thing to pray? But the Holy Spirit can tell us what we ought to pray. Either pray in tongues or pray in your mother tongue language. Some people pray all night when they get out from prayer. They get depressed and they cry and they get tired. That is not praying in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will give you joy, peace, and love. If you pray by the Spirit, you will feel love. You feel joy, you laugh, and you can feel peace on the inside of you. If you really pray by the Spirit, you will have the peace and joy on the inside. I read a story of a husband and wife, a couple in the 17th century. They sent their daughter to Africa to be a missionary. And one day, the daughter got sick with a very fatal disease, was in the bed in the hospital dying. In that generation, that disease could not be healed by any doctor. And at around 5 a.m. in the morning, this couple woke up by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit told them, your daughter is in trouble right now. They did not know what to pray because at that time, there's no text message, email, anything, 17th century. They nailed down in the kitchen and prayed in tongue for the daughter. By the time they finished praying in the kitchen, they laughed in the Holy Ghost. They're laughing, laughing, laughing. At the same minute, the daughter got out from the bed and got healed completely, supernaturally by God. You can see that God can perform miracles when you pray according to the will of God. I remember one time I tried to sell my home. And the market, very tough at that time. I keep praying and praying and no buyer yet. One day I was standing in the kitchen and suddenly the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. Pray right now, God, listen to you. Pray right now according to God's will. You're going to sell your house in six weeks. Oh, right away. I heard the witness of the Holy Spirit. I say, in the name of Jesus Christ, Father, I believe my house will be sold in six weeks. 
boom, six weeks later, it was gone. It was sold. According to the leading of the Holy Spirit. You can see that we need to hook up to the Holy Spirit. We need to admit that we don't know everything. We need to yield to Him and let Him help us make decision. Otherwise, we're going to miss the will of God. Amen? Now, I just read Romans chapter 2 a while ago. What is going on? In that generation, Christianity or faith in Jesus came into the Jews first. And these Jewish people had the background of knowing the law of Moses or the Old Testament. They know the law, circumcision, and a lot of law in the Old Testament. But later on, the Gentiles, like many of you and me, we are Gentiles. I'm Thai. Some of you are Chinese. Gentiles came in to believe in Jesus. The question come up in Acts chapter 15. Should the Gentiles observe the law of Moses? Should they have circumcision as well? And after the talking and discussion by the leading of the Holy Spirit, they came to the conclusion the Gentiles did not have to do the law of the Jews in the Old Testament. And then Paul tried to explain. Listen carefully. Now I'm going to come to about listening to the Holy Spirit. Paul tried to explain these Gentiles were growing up in a very heathen background. They worshipped idols. They committed sexual immorality. They cheated. They practiced corruption. They lied. They were selfish. They were living in sin because they did not know God. And Paul tried to say that after they got saved, the Holy Spirit came into their life and wrote the law of the Old Testament in their hearts. And they suddenly stopped lying, stopped committing adultery and sexual immorality. They stopped corrupting. They stopped doing bad things which can be found in the law. The law said, don't steal, don't cheat, don't commit adultery. They began to do those things because the Holy Spirit wrote the law in their heart. Their heart have the witness. No, that's happened to me. I remember when I was a new believer, before I became a Christian, I was a very angry man, very short-tempered man, and very selfish man. And I remember just one-year-old Christian, brand new believer, one day I quarreled with my wife because I was so selfish. I, want, I wanted my way. We yell at each other in the house. It's not her fault. It's my fault. Always my fault. In the house, not, never her fault. Always my fault. I was so mad. I slammed the door. I walked out from the house and walked out. And while I was walking out to show that I'm going to win, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. I was a brand new believer. I did not know all the things in the Bible yet. The Holy Spirit spoke to me. Son, you are wrong. Go back right now and say sorry to your wife. I stopped. Okay. I walked back and say sorry. Was I trained that way in my house as a non-believer? No. I was not trained that way. As a man, I need to win. But because the Holy Spirit wrote the law in my heart to love my wife and to learn how to forgive and to say sorry. You see, the Holy Spirit will always lead you in line with the Bible. 
The Holy Spirit is the one who inspires people to write the Bible. So anytime He witnesses in your heart, it's going to be in line with the Word of God. Remember this. If anyone come to you and say, "God told me to do this," but what He does is contrary to the Word of God, you know right away, God did not speak to him. He is doing out of his flesh. Or even a preacher like me, a pastor, evangelist, a teacher, come up to say something, give my comments, and preach the word, preach the sermon. And whatever I say or those preachers say cannot be found in the Bible here. You know they are not from God. The Holy Spirit will never say anything, contradict or contrary or opposite to the Word of God. He gonna confirm. This is another witness. The first witness is your heart. The second witness is the Holy Spirit, and the third witness is the Bible. We have to be careful. We have to be careful. If tonight you go home, and a bunch of angels come into your ceiling with the splendid robes and with the bright light and singing song to you with multiple harmony, and they say something of the out of their mouth that is not found in the Bible, you will laugh and say, "Ha ha ha ha! I don't believe you. I don't care what you say." If somebody knock on your door with a white robe and with a long beard, look like Jesus in the movie. He come to your house and say, "I'm Jesus. I want to tell you something." But what he says is contrary to the Bible. You would shut the door and say, "I don't care." You know why? Let me read the scripture to you. Second Corinthians chapter eleven, verses thirteen to fourteen. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers. Transforming themselves into apostles of Christ, and no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Satan or the devil can appear as the angel of light. He is a liar. He is a deceiver. So the better you know the Bible, the less chance you can be deceived. The better you know the word. You will be able to discern when people say or make comment or teach is that from God or not, or that is human idea or demonic idea. Don't base your life. Don't live according to what people say that is not according to the Word of God. We need to follow the Bible. Amen. These Gentiles, after they accepted Jesus Christ, suddenly they stop worshiping idols. Suddenly, they stop committing adultery, cheating, or gambling. And Paul say, because the Holy Spirit spoke to them, bear witness in their conscience, the voice of the Spirit that no, 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 don't do that, do this. The Holy Spirit bear witness because the one capital O N E. Who wrote the book, the Bible, live on the inside of them, and bear witness with their spirit. If the Holy Spirit leads you, it's going to be in line with the Word of God. My question to you is: Can baby Christians be led by the Holy Spirit? Can baby Christian be led? 
Yes, people who just got saved one day can be led by the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit comes in. How many people have been Christian for many years? Raise your hand up. Have you experienced this many many years ago? When you look back, wow, I do the right thing according to the Bible, even though I did not know the Bible, I did not know that teaching before. But you feel convicted or witness on the inside. You should do this. You should not do that, because of the witness of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Amen. So. You need to listen to the witness of the Holy Spirit every day, and do the right thing all the time according to the leading of the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians chapter two verses nine to ten. But as it is written, eyes has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who loved Him. But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. The Holy Spirit can reveal the things to us that we have never read, that we have never heard, we have never encountered. The deep things of God, the One who knows the deep things of heaven. The one who have all the understandings and wisdom and knowledge live inside you and me. Everyone, point to yourself. He who knows everything live inside me. Definitely, we are not going to be omniscient. Omniscient means all-knowing. We don't know everything, but the Holy Spirit can reveal to us part of what He knows to us. Amen. He can reveal part of what he knows. This is the way I practice medicine. Every time I put the films up, the X-ray, I begin to listen to the Holy Spirit. I remember one case. She is a 70 years old woman. She came to me with a hip pain and leg pain. And when you look at the MRI, you see that the bone at L45, lumbar four and five, shifted forward. And you see little discrimination at lumbar three and four on the left side. When you look at that picture, you can say, "Let's fuse the L45 because it's shifted." And the orthopedic surgeon who saw her before me, I'm a second opinion, told her that you need a big fusion. You need to open up lumbar four and five, put the screw in to fix L45. But when I look at the MRI, the Holy Spirit witness in my spirit. No, 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 no! You need to open L three four above, and cut off that little disc, small disc. So opposite direction, the recommendation. She trusted me. She came to me. I fixed it. Two weeks later, she came back. She told me the pain is totally gone. You need to understand this. According to the medical knowledge, if you feel somebody back, it will not return. It's fixed. You cannot undo it. Two, when you fuse L4-5, L3-4 will work harder because the lower level cannot move anymore. The second level will work harder. She will definitely get worse because the disc will break out more, and she's gonna be in trouble. Can you imagine? 
if she did not come to the Christian doctor like me, who has the Holy Spirit and who knew what is best for her, she gonna be in big trouble. Amen. And I've seen this all the time in my office. People who got wrong surgery, bad surgery, and came and cry in my office. They left me and go to another doctor and have bad surgery and have bad outcome. And I say, I'm sorry, too late now. You have it fixed, and now you have nerve damage because you did not stay with the Christian doctor. I didn't say that, but I was thinking in my heart. <laughs> Let me say this sentence. Let me say this sentence. We will never come across. I'm gonna say it slowly. We will never come across any problem, any difficulty, any setback, any question. That the Holy Spirit doesn't know the answer, how to reverse it or how to solve it, and that the Holy Spirit doesn't understand the whole thing, the whole issue. Repeat one more time. You will never encounter any problem, any difficulty, any hardship that the Holy Spirit doesn't know the whole problem, everything. You may not know everything because you are human, and He also know how to fix the problem. Is it wonderful to have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you? That any problem in your life, you can go straight to Him, and He can tell you what to do, and the problem will be resolved. If you come to the pastor like me and say, "I have an issue, a problem," and I give you good answer, you go back home. You do it, and the problem is resolved. I want to let you know that answer did not come from me; it came from the Holy Spirit, because I'm a human being like you. I don't know everything. I can make mistake. I can make wrong decision. Who knows the best how to resolve the problem? The Holy Spirit, because He is God. But I want to tell you another good news: you don't need to call me at midnight. This morning, a patient paged me while I was driving to the church. She's in the message say, "I need to talk to you about my back," and I was thinking, "I'm busy today. Can't you just talk to the Holy Spirit?" No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you don't need to call the doctor. Just talk to the Holy Spirit. My brother and sister, don't call me at midnight. You can go directly to the Holy Spirit, who live on the inside of you. Amen. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You can speak to the Holy Spirit. I believe you understand this situation. Show me what to do. Please talk to me. I want to tell another sentence, very important. Listen carefully. The Holy Spirit is committed to help you. Let me say another sentence. The Holy Spirit endeavors to show. The truth and the answer to us. Everyone say the Holy Spirit is committed to help me. You understand the word commitment. The parents understand in this room. When you have a baby and you raise the baby to 18 years old, 19 years old, you are committed. I'm gonna raise you up. You will not be hungry. I'm committed to give you education, food on the table, and Take care of you. How many parents understand what I'm talking about? Okay, commitment. 
And sometimes Pastor Dan and I joke to one another. We joke. We say it's interesting. After 18 years, the umbilical cord has not been cut yet. When they want us to take care of that dog, they come. When they want some financial need, they come. And even after 18 years old, the umbilical cord still connected, still committed. We still help them. I'm not trying to give a hint that they should come from, to me for money all the time. I'm just saying that the commitment, everyone say commitment. My brothers and sisters, the Holy Spirit is committed to help you. Please talk to him. Please listen to him. He knows everything, even the deep things of God. And if you can walk with him and let him lead you, you can walk on the top, not at the bottom. You can overcome any obstacle. He can take you to the right path at the right time. You can make right decision 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can be an overcomer all the time because he knows everything and he wants to lead you to the right place and keep you from all the unnecessary loss of money, loss of energy and resources. He wants to protect you. Let us say, I'm willing for God to help me, to give me understanding. I'm willing and open and desirous to be led by the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. We are a spirit being created in the image of God. We live in the body and we have the soul. Our spirit knows about us. Your spirit knows about yourself. I don't know about you, but you know about yourself. But the Bible says that the Holy Spirit knows about you and everything about this universe. He is God. He knows about everything. This is the reason why we need to develop the spirit on the inside of us. To be strong enough, to have enough faith to hook up to the Holy Spirit so that we can hear the witness of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. We don't know everything about the world. We don't know everything about the business. But the Spirit of God knows everything. We need to connect to Him, develop the sensitivity of our spirit on the inside to be connected to the Holy Spirit. What's going to change your life, going to turn your life around is to know the things of God, to know the secret of God in your heart. The things that God knows and He revealed to you by the Holy Spirit will bring life, bring joy, blessing, freedom, healing, deliverance, and grace and power and victory. That's why it's so important that your spirit must be so sensitive to the Holy Spirit to hear the things of God that is inside you. He can reveal, I am a successful neurosurgeon in America because I have the Holy Spirit. Because I know by the Holy Spirit what to do. Amen? I have so many stories to tell you how the Holy Spirit helped me in my surgery, in the 
procedure that I perform. He knows everything. First Corinthians 2, 11 to 12. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God that we might know. Everyone say no. The things that have been free, freely given to us by God. We don't have to pay. It's free. God give us the knowing. Everyone point to yourself. Knowing. Knowing is not reasoning. Knowing is not logic. Knowing is not feeling. You just know. Everyone say, I just know. And when you know something in your spirit, your head may argue, no way. It's impossible. It's impossible. But you know in your spirit. And your head argue. And you say, head, shut up. I know inside me. I give you an example. I went to a city. I don't want to say where. A city. And I need to pick a person to be a pastor or a leader of the church. And one person in that group was very smart, very capable and very experienced and sound like this person should be the pastor. And I pray, God, who should I pick to be the leader of this church? And suddenly in my head, I say that person. But in my heart, God say, no, let's be that person. And I said, that person never have experiences. The Bible knowledge is not that strong yet. But God say, shut your head. Listen to me. So I decided to go what I know. I picked the other person. You know, many months later, the person that I was thinking about picking to be or choosing to be a pastor totally backslid and went into big sin. Who can you imagine? If I chose that person, the church is going to be in trouble because that person did not fear God at all. You see, you have to know on the inside of you. And this is supernatural. Everyone say supernatural. Everyone say spiritual sense. Everyone say spiritual knowing. And the Holy Spirit bear witness with you that what you know is right. He makes you know. In 1 John 2, 27, but the anointing, the anointing means the presence of the Holy Spirit, which you have received from him abides in you. And you do not need that anyone teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things is true and is not a lie. And just as he has taught you, you will abide in him. Many people misunderstand this scripture that we don't need a pastor and teacher and preacher anymore. It's not true. You need to look at another passage in the scripture. Say Ephesians 4, 10 to 12. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Yes, when you read the Bible, the teacher is your Holy Spirit. You can read, the Holy Spirit teaches you. But God still used a man like me, a pastor, a teacher, to teach the Word of God. 
so that you can understand the word of God faster than you try to figure it out with the Holy Spirit yourself every day. God wants to boost up to help you to know faster because I have the gift of teaching. But when I teach, you have the same Holy Spirit inside you like I have. You can tell whether what I say is right or not because you have the same Holy Spirit. If what I say is wrong, you can tell and you don't have to listen to me. And when somebody come up and teach you something that is not in the Bible, the Holy Spirit will tell you it's totally off. Don't listen to him. Are you following me? So you have the teacher on the inside of you, but God still uses a teacher like me and the pastor to teach the word. But don't listen, don't swallow everything I say. Before you swallow what I say, check with the witness of the Holy Spirit on the inside and check with the word of God to see whether what I say is correct or not. Amen? If I say wrong thing, don't listen to me. This is why it's so wonderful to be in the church. Because in the church, we have a big group of people who have the Holy Spirit. And everybody have the Holy Spirit to check with one another. If somebody come to you, she is a maybe assistant pastor. And this assistant pastor come to you and say, the Holy Spirit tell me that we need to gossip about Pastor Lau. And we need to get rid of him. And he has a title of assistant pastor. And he said, the Spirit said to me, get rid of him. To be together in the church, you don't have to depend on that assistant pastor alone. Because everyone has the Holy Spirit. And if the Holy Spirit doesn't speak to you, you say, no, 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 no. What you say is not according to the Bible. I'm not going to receive it, even though you have the title assistant pastor. Even though you quote the Holy Spirit, say so, I don't care. Because it's not in the Bible. And two, the Holy Spirit doesn't bear witness with me that what you say is correct. This is how we live. We check with the Bible. We check with the Holy Spirit. And we ask other people to check with the Holy Spirit with us whether we should do it or not. A few years ago, about 10 years ago or something, one church building was being sold, was on sale. $5.3 million. And we look at that building, they say they give New Hope International Church the first priority to buy that building. Who I tell you, my head tell me, go for it. It's in Bellevue. Go for it, $5.3 million. Then we come together as elders and pray. The Holy Spirit bear witness with all the elders, including Pastor Dad. Don't go for it. Don't buy it, that building. My head tell me, wow, I think this is wrong. We should buy it. But because we all have the Holy Spirit, I need to check with the Spirit too. And the Lord spoke to me, listen to your elder. You are wrong. I was upset, but I yielded. Because my head wanted. it. A few years later, we found this building, 3.4 million. More parking, better location, and better building. And cheaper, 2 million cheaper. Can you imagine if I try to push as a pastor to buy that building, 
we spent 5.3 million. But the Holy Spirit knew that one day this building going to be opened up for us at the cheapest price, and now it has gone up because we bought at the bottom of the market. Amen. Who knows the best? The Holy Spirit knows the best. First John 2:20. I'm going to wrap up here. But you have an anointing, mean the presence of the Holy Spirit from the Holy One, and you know all things. Everyone say no. Is the spiritual sense? Is the spiritual knowing? You know on the inside. You know something, and you say it seemed right to me, and you turn to the Holy Spirit, and you ask Him, "Is it seem right to you?" And if the Holy Spirit nod His head inside you, yes, it's right. You move. But if you know something, and you turn to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit shake his head. No, 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 that is wrong. You don't move. This is the way we should live in every decision in our life: investment, marriage, teaching people, do anything, traveling, buying ticket. Before you make any decision, check in with the Holy Spirit until. You get the witness. If he doesn't give you the witness, just hold off and wait, because you may lose money, you may make mistake, you may make wrong decision, and you may get into trouble even to death. You may lose your life. Check in with the Holy Spirit, and He's gonna make you know and witness. But the bigger one, His name is the Holy Spirit. He's gonna tell you that is the wrong way. This is the right way. Go this way. Do this. Invest here. Check in with the Holy Spirit. In conclusion, okay. After forty-five minutes of teaching, conclusion. The Spirit is on the inside of you. Things going on inside your spirit. You have the Holy Spirit in you, who knows everything. He's gonna make you know something. And you bear witness with him. He bear witness. You bear witness and come in agreement on the inside of you. And after you confirm it seem right to you and seem right to him, then you make decision. That witness doesn't have to be audible voice. That witness doesn't have to be a dream or a vision. It's just on the inside here. Amen. You can have dreams. You can have visions. It's okay. You can see Jesus standing in front of you, real Jesus. I'm not against those things. You can see an angel, but everyday life. How are you led by the Holy Spirit? Tune up your spirit. Make it strong. Let the Holy Spirit make you know, and you listen to the witness of the Holy Spirit, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. All the time, big things, small things. Amen. Yesterday we went to shopping mall, Bellevue Mall. We drove in. Pastor Dark gonna turn left. Holy Spirit told me, "No, turn right." So I told her, "Turn right." We turn right. Boom! Parking in there. Within only less than five seconds, 
You see, the Holy Spirit know there was a parking there. I did not know. I did not see. So always listen. Everyone say listen. Witness, knowing, even about parking. <laughs> Praise God! How many people gonna start to practice this? How many people say that I want to have this experience every day? You think it's available to you? You think it's for you? Yes, for you. Father, we thank you so much for your teaching in the Word of God here about. The knowing, the conscience, bearing witness, the knowing and spiritual sense. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the Holy Spirit into our life, so that we don't have to make foolish decisions, wrong decisions, making a wrong move, doing stupid things, Lord. But we can hear the witness of the Holy Spirit all the time. You will lead us to the right place at the right time. Meet the right people. Make the right decision. We can overcome any problem. We can be the head, not the tail. We can rise higher in life. We can be successful and prosperous. We can, Lord, give you the glory and honor, Father. Help your people who are listening to this teaching to be more sensitive to the witness of the Holy Spirit. Help them to have a clear conscience, Father. We thank you, Lord, in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I would like to ask you: Anyone in this room want to be sure that you will go to heaven after you leave this world? I want to make sure I go to heaven. I don't have to be fear of death anymore because I know God paid the price of sin for me. He died for me. Jesus died for me. If you want to make sure you go to heaven, you want to make sure that you are a child of God. I like to give you the opportunity to do so. The Bible said that when you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. So let us confess together that Lord Jesus is your Savior, and you receive the forgiveness of sin from Him. Amen. How many people want to go to heaven? Raise your hand up. Me too. Let's pray together, Father. Thank you so much for loving me. I want to come back home. You are my Father. You created me. You sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross to pay for my sin. Thank you, Father. I am forgiven. My home is in heaven because Jesus come into my life right now. I invite you, Jesus, to come in, to be my God and my Savior. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for dying for me. Paying the price of sin for me. From now on, I will walk with you. I will serve you. I am born again. I repent of my sin. And from today on, 
You are my God. I have no other gods. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In your name, I pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Are you glad that you are safe and your home is in heaven? Are you glad? Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Bye.